We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. Tuesday night, Nick CP from Knicks Man TV checking in. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. On tonight's episode, today was day one of Nick's training camp. We're going to give you some of the notes from the first media session. And we're going to ask some questions, man. I got some questions for you guys, the fan base, that I want to hear from you guys tonight. Phone lines are up 657-383-1509. Hope everybody's feeling all right in the chat. The chat is going wild. I'm seeing a lot of debates going on in the chat. So the chat is lively as well. Salute to everybody in the chat, wherever you guys are tuning in from. How's everybody doing? I just wrapped up a uh, podcast with my guy, John Smelk from WFAN. That should be out tomorrow. So look out for that. And uh, yeah, man, feeling good, feeling good, feeling great. How are you guys? So media day kicked off and uh, only a couple guys available today. One of those guys was R.J. Barrett and uh, R.J. looks like he's coming in motivated, man. He's he's coming in focused, coming in sharp. Here's what R.J. had to say about the uh, rookie of the year snub. We're surprised you didn't make first or second team. Did that? Did that bother you? And is that motivating for you? Bothered me a lot. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. Bothered me a lot. Um, I really don't understand why I wasn't on it. But you know, it's motivation. Motivation for next season. Just gotta, you know, it's good to have an extra chip on my shoulder. You know, just just prove myself even more. So RJ said he was not feeling the uh, all rookie team snub. And he's coming in with a chip on his shoulder. All right, that's what you want to hear. You know, that that's what you want to hear from the now second-year player out of Duke. And uh, I'm with RJ, man. He's going to wear this thing as as motivation going into his second year. And hopefully it, it, it enhances his game. You know, he shouldn't be worried about making the team or, or getting that accolade. He's got to work on getting a bit better. And one of the things I want to see RJ working on is obviously his shooting. We know that that was his primary focus this offseason with his shooting coach, Drew Hanlon. Let's see what RJ's new and improved um, shooting mechanics will look like going into this thing, how how he uh, sets that up to become a better player. Shooting percentages definitely have to go up. Free throw percentages have to go up tremendously you know rj averaged 14 and 5 as a subpar free throw shooter if he can get his free throws in he can easily get to 17 18 points a game and now we're cooking from one of you from a guy that who's supposed to be one of your better players on the team so the shooting and the free throw shooting has has got to improve for rj barrett now what I think is, again, Tom Thibodeau is going to play to their strengths, right? And, and we know that RJ's strength is attacking the rim. So I'm going to be interested in seeing how Tibbs uses RJ, kind of like how he used Wiggins, kind of like how he used Jimmy Butler 
Um, and some of those plays were ran for RJ this past season. And a lot of those came on side pick and roll action. Uh, you saw some rub screens to free him up. I think you'll see some of that again this year to get RJ some easy looks at the rim. But also, how do they space that lineup around RJ Barrett? You know, how do they space that lineup around RJ Barrett? We talked about our idea lineup and our predictions. My prediction was still Alfred Payton. You know, to some of you guys don't don't agree. But ideally, who's going to be the guard that you pair RJ with that's going to get you enough playmaking, enough defense, but also formidable three-point shooting to really space the floor well for RJ to operate? Who's going to be that guy? You know, when you look at the point guard options that we have right now, whether it's Peyton, whether it's Dennis Smith Jr., whether it's Frank Nilkina, all three of those guys are subpar three-point shooters. Now, Peyton and Frank are going to give you some defense. Peyton overall is your most steady hand at the point guard option. But we really don't have yet that ideal point guard uh, to, to go out there with RJ and, and flow off ball. Now... You know, Austin Rivers, I see him more of as a shooting guard coming off the bench. But uh, Emmanuel Quickly, while I don't see him starting, I'd like to see some lineups with Quickly and RJ out there with Quickly able to help space it. A sleeper, and and I mentioned this guy's name a lot, and I mentioned it on the, on the lineup show as well, is Alec Burks. A sleeper is Alec Burks, man. Some of you guys are like, you know, what's the fascination with Burks? Listen, Burks... He, he played all three positions last year. He ran a lot of point with Philly when he got to Philly. He ran mostly at the two. And he also played at the wing in Alec Burks in some three-guard lineups. So who knows? Could we see uh, lineups with Alec Burks, RJ, and maybe another guard, a three-guard lineup? Could you see more lineups with Alec Burks at the one, RJ at the two, and a tr- more traditional Uh, small forward, whether it be Bullock, Kevin Knox. You know, uh, again, Burks played some point guard for for Philly. And like I said, the other thing that you like about Burks is that uh, he was tops in the league at drawing fouls. His shooting foul percentage was in the top echelon of the league. So Alec Burks is a guy that knows how to force the issue, knows how to draw fouls, along with R.J. Barrett. The difference between the two is Alec Burks is going to knock it down at a high clip. Alec Burks acts also shot 43% from three. 61% from the corners with Philly, albeit low volume, 11 for 18. But he was pretty much league average from the corners when he was with Golden State. So... You never know. You never know. Could Alec Burks be an option out there in some sort of point guard platoon if Tibbs is not happy with what he has? And then another reason why I think Burks is going to play a lot, maybe not at the one, but Burks is going to play a lot because, again, trade value. When you look at Burks, when you look at uh, Austin Rivers, those guys, those guys are going to play. And those guys will be likely candidates to be shipped off Two contenders looking for shooting depth, making a playoff run, and maybe that nets you a Mook Morris caliber first round pick. Maybe that nets you a, a, a pick that's in the low 20s, or maybe even a second rounder. Who knows? Well, Burks is going to play, and it's just a matter of where, where is he going to fit. But he played a lot of point guard uh, when he got to Philly in Ben Simmons' absence. So who knows? You know, again, just something food for thought. When we're, you know, trying to to figure out these lineups. But the key question is, you know, what are your expectations for RJ? What, what are your predictions for RJ year two? What do you think he does? What do you think he needs to do also to elevate his game? We mentioned the shooting. You know, despite the lack of spacing, RJ's assist percentage was still fairly uh, formidable. In the league, I think he was in the 75th percentile um, in the league in, in assist percentage, despite having lackluster supporting cast to space the floor for him. So once you enhance that with some better three-point shooters, some more effective floor spacing, that should only go up. So again, it's going to be interesting to see 
um, how much more responsibility he has in the lineup, how much more opportunity he has to uh, be a true playmaker on this team. Again, we know Bully Barrett is going to be there. That's automatic. He's going to get to the line. He's going to force the issue. Um, But again, the shooting has to improve. He's not always going to be able to just force his way and muscle his way to the basket. So the shooting has to improve, and once he gets to the basket, he draws those fouls, which he's very good at. He's got to knock down those free throws. So that was RJ uh, on Media Day talking about his... What are your impressions of all-rookie team slump? Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. We're steadily climbing. The chat is jumping. Late night Knicks. But we're here to talk. Let's talk about it. Phone lines are up 657-383-1509. Here was RJ's comments on uh, on Obi. Obi Toppin so far, and, and what do you think he can do? We work out at the same time every day. So, you know, I've really been connecting with him. Um, you know, great dude. And uh, he's a hard worker for sure. Very talented, very athletic, very versatile. So excited to have him on our team. And, um, you know, uh, I feel like we'll play well together. You see myself, with, uh, you see how I work well with Mitch. Um, you see how I've worked well with Zion in the past. Um, it's just I, I feel like it's going to work. You know, it's very versatile. You can, you know, pick a roll, pick and pop. You can put it on the deck. You can shoot it. So, you know, excited to have him. He gives us another another dimension. Yeah. Um, yeah, very talented. Yeah, you know, PC answers, typical answers. You didn't get much from media day. You know what I'm saying? We really just had to go live and talk. But, uh, yeah, RJ seemed to be fairly high on Mitch, and, and that was really much, pretty much the highlight of of uh, RJ's media session. Then we have my guy, Dennis Smith Jr. <laughs> Here's what DSJ had to say, man. Let, let's talk it's about it. It's been a very productive offseason for me. Uh, I got a lot of work in, me and my move. Uh, you know, it's been very productive in terms of things on the court mentally. You know, I got to take the time to step away and enjoy my family and things of that nature. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, um, I feel like I got better as a player, but also as a man this off season. And that's also except for what happened last year, you know, as it is what it is, can't change it. All I can do is keep going forward. It's been a very productive Hey, DSJ says he's he's ready to put the past behind him. He's ready to move forward. He spoke a lot about where he was mentally. You know, that's something that we saw from him that, that you know, just seems like with his deficiencies, a lot of it is between the ears with DSJ. So he talked a lot about um, growing up as a man, getting over the adversity. You know, we, we know he had some some personal uh, issues that were going on his back, his, his mother, his stepmother had passed away. And so it looked like those things had taken a toll on him. What do we have here with Dennis Smith Jr.? That that's, that's my number one question. What do we have here? He's going to be a free agent. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. And that's why I put him in my ideal lineup because to me with this team, we have nothing to lose here. This team is already going to be, uh, you know, way in the basement of the other league. We have nothing to lose here. There's no one locked in at the point guard position. Why not let this kid go in the beginning and see what he has? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying lock him in as a point guard of the future or anything like that or point guard for the whole year. I'm just saying lock him in, see what's going on because it just seems like he needs that motivation, that confidence to go out there and execute. And I think if you, if you, yeah, Tibbs is not going to give it to him, but I think if you, if you give him that starting spot, maybe you think good things happen. So this is, to me, it's now or never for him. To me, if he, he was under Rick Carlisle, now he's under Tom Thibodeau. You have Johnny Bryant, who who's the, the guard whisperer. If it doesn't work out here, to me, it's over. And so that's what I want to see. Do I, do I think he can bring it back? I don't think so, but I'd still like to see it because to me, like I said, when you have the athleticism and the explosiveness that he has, I think he he can make good things happen, especially in the half court. Transition for sure, fast break for sure, but in the half court, having that point guard that can break down the defense all by himself 
and and force the issue, I think changes the dynamic of a team. Now, everything else is is pretty trash. The shooting, the three-point shooting, mid-range, finishing, decision-making, you know, there's, it, it, there is a steep hill to climb for him. I'm not even going to lie to you. You know, I'm not even going to lie to you. But as I said, in this evaluation period, I think they should give him a look. Give him an honest look. Why not? Joel John in the chat said it's over. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Listen, you're probably right. Again, I have I have no other positives to really go off of. He's had a terrible career. He's had a terrible career, but he's on the team. See what he could do. See what he could do. He's on the team. You know. Let me see. Can 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 I at least see if we get something out of this Porzingis deal, other than a wish and some cap space? Can I at least dream that we got some value out of this Kristaps Porzingis trade, just a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Even if it's just some dunks, like give me a little bit, you know. And as my guy, um, I was talking to my guy Troy Benjamin on Twitter briefly yesterday, and he brought up a good point, you know, with the pandemic here and these guys not going to have to play in front of fans, not going to have to deal with the pressure, the moaning and groaning of, of people, you know, tired of them playing. I mean, I was at that Boston game. I I started the We Want Frank Chance, and Dennis Smith Jr. happened to be on the court. It spread like wildfire. And, you know, people thought they were booing the kid. It wasn't it wasn't a knock on him. It was just the game was getting out of hand, and we wanted to see some defense out there. But what I'm saying is this season you're not going to have that. There's going to be very little fans to no fans. And and so if there's ever a year to, to lock it in mentally – and get it together. Again, this is now or never. This is now or never. The, the, the situation is set up perfectly for him to take the job. And if he can't do it, then it's over. And I think it is over, but I'm willing to give him that chance. So to everybody in the chat, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 1,000 people in the chat on this Tuesday night. My guy Bayside Jr. said it was you. Yeah, it was me, man. I was up in the suites. I was t- I was kind of sauce at that point. We had a party for the opening night. It was the home opener. Uh, yeah, things things were, were flowing up in the suite. We had a good time with all the people. So to everybody that came through that night. And yeah, those people will tell you that we want Frank Chance came from our section. And it, it was at the expense of Dennis Smith Jr. You know, we feel bad for that. It wasn't booing the kid. But, you know, sometimes things happen. So... Do you have any expectations for this kid? Let me know. Leave it in the chat. Call me up. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys think. Food for thought. This is this is this is an evaluation year. It's an evaluation period. There's no playoff aspirations. You want to see what you have. Now, um one reason why I don't think it's going to happen is Tom Thibodeau's media session. And I just want to find this clip once second. Rosters of the teams that were competing um, performance. So, uh, you know, and, and I like that there's competition right? in uh, this season. Yeah, and, and it's the overall development into building a winning uh, program and organization. So it's not just the individual player development, but it's the team development. Uh, and I think we have some guys that have a big upside. And, uh, you know, obviously when you when you look at an RJ and uh, you, you, you look at a guy like Obi and Emmanuel quickly uh, uh, and Kevin Knox and, you know, our point guards, we, we have, you know, several players there. So, uh, you know, and, and I like that there's competition. So uh, nothing will be given to anyone. You're going to have to earn your minutes. Uh, and those decisions on rotation will be based on performance and what gives the team the best chance of winning. Uh, a player's not just going to get minutes to get minutes. Uh, you have to impact winning. You have to put the team first. Um, there has to be sacrifices made. Uh, and, and that's what we're going to strive towards each and every day. Ed. He's not just going to give out the minutes. Team development. He said it once again. Team development. This was a question 
by Rebecca Harlow. She asked him about the, the development of the young guys. Once again, are you going to play the young guys or are these guys going to have to earn it? Tibbs, just like Mike Miller, just like David Fisdale, he's going old school. He's going with the vets. Because he said he wants team development to be the number one thing. So he's not just going to throw Dennis Smith Jr. out here and have him uh, have four turnovers in four minutes. That actually happened last year. If some of you guys watched the games, that actually happened. He had four turnovers in four minutes last year. And overall, that drags down the team. So Tibbs is not going to have that. And so, as I said on the lineup show, and I say it now, between DSJ, between Frank, and between Kevin Knox. Those guys are going to be on the fringe. Iggy, you got your Iggy Tribe. You guys want to throw him in there? Those guys are up on an uphill climb. And they're going to have to earn their minutes. Because they're not just going to throw the young guys out there. At least not at the jump. They're not going to throw the young guys out there uh, just to play. Just to say that they're playing. Because he also said in this presser that there's other ways for development, whether it's practice, sitting, G League, so on. It's the same thing. Same thing. Now, other coaches may disagree, but they're, you know, this is this is from your coach. The vets are gonna play. And uh that that's just all there is to it. And that was the, you know, that was pretty much the the gist of uh, the media day sessions, a lot of it is canned PC answers. You know, you're not really going to get too much out of it. But yeah, from Tibbs, he wants guys that are going to sacrifice for the greater good. Guys that are going to play their role. And and guys that that are going to impact winning. That, that's what Tibbs said. He wants guys that are going to impact winning. So uh, there that there, there's your answer. There, there's your answer. So, again, going to be interesting to see, man. Well, let me hear from you guys, man. Let me hear from you guys. Let's open up the phone line. Shoot to everybody in the chat. Let's get those thumbs up going. Thousand people going strong. Appreciate it. First up, Jay from East New York. Jay, what's going on, bro? How you feeling, man? So, um, basically, like, this Jay is on the clock, right? on ESPN and they said something along the lines of they're going to be making RJ the primary ball handler. So I feel like Alec Burks is a lock at either the two or the one, you know what I'm saying, depending on where, where RJ plays. I don't see DSJ fitting into that. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't shoot that well. He's not really a playmaker, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know where he fits in the scheme of things, you know. Frank, he may have a chance because he shot really well from the corner three. He can facilitate somewhat. You know, he, he's a he's a beast on the defensive end. You know, so I really don't know where, where DNC is going to fit in. But like you said, Kevin Knox is definitely on the clock, too, because they got a lot of shooting wings and, you know, guards. So he's going to have to step it up. I just, I just want to see more development out of them. You feel me? As far as, like, offensively, yeah. defensively, and... Just the IQ, like, they need somebody in there that's going to really teach them. And hopefully, yep. you know, the guy that they picked up from Utah. What it was? Yeah, yeah Utah. Hopefully that player development coach could get the yeah. best of them. But it's really going to fall down on who fits best around RJ. And that's a fact. I feel like he's going to thrive with shooters around him. That's a fact. That's a fact. Thanks for the call, Jay. Thanks for the call. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I don't see DSA fitting into this. Um I don't. He's going to, again, he's going to have to earn that. And like you said, he doesn't play defense. His IQ ain't all that there. Decision-making ain't all that there. So um, I think it's going to be uphill climb. But as you said, you know, teaching is going to be the thing. Development is, is going to be the thing. You know, Tibbs is, has emphasized that. I think that's why they brought in Kenny Payne. That's why they brought in Mike Woodson. And that's why they brought in Johnny Bryan from Utah. I think they are at while they are going to be aggressive in the off seasons to come and be smart. They're also going to focus on building the infrastructure internally, which is important. And I hope they stick to that. And it's not just lip service because you're right that the player development has to improve. 
Now they brought in Aaron. You saw they brought in Aaron Brooks. They brought in a number of other coaches, development staff coaches. They even gave Aaron Brooks a new title. He's a two-way liaison, supposedly just to work with the two-way contract players, whatever that means. But who knows? He's also a player that, you know, when Fizz talked about having coaches that could actually get out on the court and play and play with the players. We know Aaron Brooks was just down in Australia uh, playing on the Illawarra Hawks with LaMelo Ball. So, uh, he did go out with an Achilles injury, but who, who knows if he ends up, you know, practicing with the players and getting out there in the court. Will from the Bronx, what's going on, bro? Yeah, it was goody, goody, doody, my guy. <laughs> what's what's good, bro? How you feeling? Yo, yo, I'm good, I'm good. Yo, so I love hearing Tip say that he's just going to let the best players play. I love hearing that. I don't know. DSJ, that he doesn't exist to me right now. I don't want to hear none of that. I got Payne at the one, Frank backing him up. At the two, obviously RJ. If he just, you know, shoots better, gets the free throws up, easy twenty points per game. And I hope I hope Emmanuel quickly outplays Austin Rivers. I, I hope he just because I feel like the shooting man, we just need that spot up, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then at the three, we go Reggie and to back up. I mean, yeah, to back up, we go Alec Burks. Kevin Knox doesn't exist to me neither. Don't want to hear nothing about it. <laughs> At the four, I hope somehow OB outplays Julius. Um, everybody talks about Julius getting paid the most money, and that's why. Listen, Julius should be thinking, listen, if he's going to bench, he should at least be thinking, well, at least I'm making the most money. And then at the five, of course, Mitch, backed up by Nerlens. Vegas got us at 22 and a half wins. I got us at exactly 30 wins. I think even though the roster isn't better or worse than last year, I think it's just because, um, you know, our coaching staff is just that much better. But, yeah, that's all I got. Thank okay. you for having me on again. Stay safe. Appreciate you, my guy. Thanks for calling in, bro. What do you say? Was goody, goody, footy? <laughs> oh, man, that's a new one. What do you what say? Was was goody, footy, goody? I, I don't know, man, but I, I, I appreciate the lingo. Um. Listen, I think some of you guys are still selling Julius short here. You know, as much shortcomings as he has, I think we have to be realistic and understanding that until Obi proves himself, this is your best player on the team offensively. I don't think that's up for debate. You know, and so to think that they're just going to throw him on the bench and throw Obi out there. Now, Tibbs did say Obi's ready to go, and I'm surprised he said that. You know, I'm surprised he said that, but he said he's ready. But again, I I don't see them just banishing Randall to the bench just for the sake of throwing Obi out there. I think it's much easier. Keep Obi hungry at the same time. You know, this is not an ideal situation. We know that. But keep Obi hungry. Keep him humble. Keep him motivated. And, and, And maybe he goes out and shows that his defense is not as bad as people think it is. And maybe he goes out and shows and proves from a defensive standpoint that he deserves that spot over Randall right now. You know, right now. But the reality is, Julius is your best player, man. He's your best player. You're going to want to try to keep his trade value up and trade him at the deadline if there's a trade to be made. And so you have to hope that Again, when when Tibbs is talking about making winning plays and impacting winning, I think he's dead talking to Julius Randle. Making the extra pass, making the extra play to make your teammates better. If you guys remember the quote-unquote Bobby Portis game, (laughs) when Bobby Portis started wiling out, that was because that, that key stretch of that game was Julius Randle finding Portis in the corner for those corner threes, making that extra pass when he could have easily just laid it in himself. And so, you know, those are the things that uh, that he's going to have to do while he's here. He's on the team. Julius is going to be here. And so that that's just the role that, that he's going to have to play. We'll see. If he does, we'll see, you know. But the idea, see, that's the play I'm talking about. When he finds, he finds Portis in the corner corner three boom those are the type of plays that Julius is going to have to make especially with this young roster for sure make that extra pass even if it if it costs you uh you know a couple points now my guy will mention quickly he wants quickly 
to overtake Austin Rivers. I think once again, from a productivity standpoint, from a business standpoint, I think Austin Rivers is going to play, no doubt about it. And I think, look at the deal that they signed Austin Rivers to. $3 million. That is cheap. Guarantee there's a team out there going to trade for him at the deadline. Guarantee a contender trades for Rivers at the deadline. So he's going to play. Rivers is going to play. Now, listen, quickly has a chance. There's one thing that quickly can do right now to help this team, and that is shooting. He is an elite three-point shooter. That is the number one quality in the league right now. And that is where he can help the Knicks right this instant. 40% career shooter from three. 90% career shooter from the free throw line. As JL has talked about in the last show, probably the best movement shooter that you have on the team right now. Also, 6'8 wingspan. The ability to, to make his defensive rotations, his defensive awareness and IQ is said to be pretty good. So, can he stick in that in that way? But I think the biggest swing is going to be, the biggest factor for Quickly is um, his playmaking ability. Can he actually be adequate from the point guard spot to really, if he can do that, then he's definitely staying on the court. You know, and the thing is with Kentucky guys is that, you know, oftentimes you never really know what their true ceiling is because they're playing on stacked teams. Um, now, Hero, different story. I saw you. We saw Hero's game even last year at Kentucky. He was balling. And so his game was no surprise. But in quickly situation where he's sharing the backcourt in a three guard lineup with Maxie and Hagens, not really having to play on ball like that. And, um, you know, I, I think that's where he, he's, he's, he's going to make his name. But at the very least, he can be a 3 and D guard at, this, at the next level. So we'll see. But I think Rivers will get that nod first. I think Rivers will, will, uh, will get the nod first. Quickly has time. Like I said, with Rivers, it's going to be business. It's, it's definitely going to be business. Jay, what's good, my dude? How you feeling, bro? What's up, CP? Run it up, run it up. Hit that like button. Hit that, Hit like that button. thumbs up button for CP, your boys. I see what you did, bro. I see what you're doing. You destroyed DHJ last year. You had him crying on the bench, and now this year you gave him the starting point guard. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see the plan, my brother. I see the plan. Motivation. Anyway, it's all buying games. Here's how I see it. If you look at Tibbs, Tibbs during the summer said Mitch was transcendent, you know, might be a superstar, got a lot to work with. Today, he didn't really mention him. He mentioned Obi and RJ first. He said he got a lot of room to grow. Right? Yeah. Keep 100. When Mitch went for the first half of OTAs or whatever it's called, a little training camp, and left, it probably rubbed Tom Thibodeau the wrong way. Right? Old school coach. You stay there for the two weeks. You know, you get you get your working with Kenny Payne and Tom Thibodeau. You show them that you're hungry. It's a contract year for you. You want your money. You stay in New York for two weeks. Who knows what he had going on? Maybe he had to hang out with his daughter. Who knows? But if you haven't worked since March, eight months off, you stay in New York, get your little working with Tom and, and Kenny Payne, yeah. I feel like he'd be in a better situation now. Tom Thibodeau, completely different how he was talking about missing the summertime to now. Yeah. My man, Rowan Barrett, big up RJ. You know what I'm saying? Big up my boy. RJ's only a jump shot away from being a legit NBA player. Got the IQ, got the handle, good rebounder, good playmaker. Put a jump on him. It's over. You got a legitimate start. Obi, like you said, Obi ready to go. I feel like Nerland's going to start, and Obi might have a chance to start over Randall. That's how that's how Tom was making the sound of that. He might have a chance. Next year, you know, we tanking. BJ Boston, Suggs, Cunningham, we doing something crazy. Yeah. Just hand, he, hanging there, Knicks fans. We got it. This year's going to be good. Be back in the 21. I'm out. Let's get it. Appreciate you, Jay. Appreciate you. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Run it up. People in the chat said I'm a double agent. <laughs> I'm out here playing mind games like Professor X. Hey, you never know who's watching, man. You never know. You know, don't get too mad. But, um, 
You know, I think the thing with Mitch is, and and I see a lot of people in the chat making the comments on Mitch and, and thinking um, Nerlens is going to start. I can't see it. I can't see it. I think this is this is just a a mind game from Tibbs to get Mitch's you know head in the right place, get him motivated, and and get him up for the season. I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Nerlens is going to start. I can't see it. I can't see that. I love the fact that Nerlens and Mitch play similar games. I love the fact that you're not going to get a drop off in defense with Nerlens. So I love that. I love the Nerlens acquisition. He came on it immediate day, said he wants to be a mentor to Mitch and all that good stuff. All right, fine. But I, I think it's more just mind games, just getting Mitch hungry, getting him motivated, make sure that he's working on his game. You know, we saw that. We saw Mitch was working, even though. Uh, as Jay from Florida said, Mitch skipped out on the second week of training camp. It was later revealed that Woodson went down to New Orleans to go uh, work with Mitch. So that's why I don't get too high on that. I don't think that rubbed the organization the wrong way because they flew Woodson down to New Orleans to work out with Mitch. So I think they all on the same page. I think it was more of a personal thing. Like you mentioned, he might have want to hang out with his daughter. I don't know what it was specifically. But um, but the fact that they brought Woodson down there that same week, I don't think there was much of an issue. You know, I don't I don't think there was much of an issue. So I think they just want to get Mitch hungry, man. To just keep Mitch hungry, keep him humble. You know, you don't have to worry about that with RJ. With Mitch, you probably do. And so I I think the the coaches are they they're trying to play that mind game with. Uh, with certain players just to get keep them engaged. You know what I mean? Salute to everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for you boys. 1,500, 1,600. Salute to you guys wherever you guys are at. Uh, salute to all my Facebook peeps. Facebook people, how you guys doing? Always enjoy the support. This show is brought to you by KnicksFanTV.com. Make sure you guys check out KnicksFanTV.com. Always got fresh content, fresh news being updated. And we got the videos at the top, as you see here. My latest upload, Damn Nate. This is my all reaction to the Nate Robinson fight. Salute to Nate. Hope everything is well. But yeah, we got everything uh, laid out here. All the latest training camp news and whatnot is laid out here. So KnicksFanTV.com. Make sure you guys... Check it out. What else? Also, um, Thursday, the training camp series continues because my main man, Alan Han, Han Solo, is coming back to Knicks Fan TV. We had him on last year's training camp series, and he's coming back for this one. So Han Solo is coming through Thursday. I already seen people reserving their spots in that uh on that show, so make sure you guys click on that link, and make sure you you reserve your spot, hit the reminder, hit the notification bell, hit the subscribe button, all that good stuff. Let's go to JJ from Brooklyn. JJ, what's going on, bro? Yo, CP, what up, bro? How you feeling, man? How's everything? Good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. Chilling. Thanks. Uh, yeah, so um, honestly, man, with my star in five, I think I would just rock with my guy quickly, man. We need that Shooting guard, uh, that, uh, shooting from the point guard spot, you know, especially, you know, I think we should just rock with guys that'll bring the, you know, the best out of RJ Barrett. And if you go with quickly, say you want, you got quickly at point guard and then you, you put up Burks at shooting guard, you got two guys who could really shoot and that are both great off ball, you know, because at this stage of RJ's career, you know, he's not a guy who's going to drive off ball. So if you could put two guys around him, that are great off ball, that are really good knockdown shooters. You know, that would just open up the driving lanes for RJ. Yeah. It would make things easier for Mitch. So, I don't know. I know he's probably not ready yet to start a point, but, you know, I just think this year should just be about development. Like, I was nervous, you know, with you were saying what Tib said. And, like, I just don't want to see, like, last year. I don't want to see Noel and, you know, Rivers yeah. and these guys getting big key minutes, especially at the end of games. You know, to see – you know, it's a make or break year for some of these kids. DSJ yeah. and Knox and Frank. You know, I just to see what these kids could do with some serious minutes here, man. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's it pretty much it. Appreciate it, CP. Have a good one. Appreciate bro. it, my bro. Appreciate it as always, JJ. Hey, it's a tough business, man. It's a very tough business. Um, like you said, it's a make or break year for a lot of these guys. But 
um, business comes into play, politics comes into play, and just getting out there and earning it is going to be another thing. You know, so, but I agree with you. you, you we could have some wild cards at the, at the one at certain spots, depending on how this thing gets spaced out. Could have some wild cards because, like I said, none of your primary three guys is, you know, ideally in terms, you know, in terms of spacing for RJ. Maybe Frank has the most potential uh, if he can get his three-point shooting numbers up because he's a low-usage guy. Maybe. But we'll just have to wait and see. You know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. So it could could be some wild cards indeed. You know, people ask about Miles Powell in the chat. Again, um, a guy that looks like has some potential undrafted. Exhibit 10 contract. For Miles Powell to make the team, they they already have to cut one person. I think two people could be on the on the brink if they're serious about signing Michael K. Gilchrist to a real contract. And then for Miles Powell to make it with only four preseason games, it's all order. It's all order. I don't I, I think he's he's he ends up in Westchester. Because again, I'm not even sure if, if they if these end of the bench guys get playing time in this shortened preseason. So it's going to be limited opportunities for Miles Powell to show what he can do. So let's see what happens there. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Let me run through the super chats real quick because um, a couple episodes ago, I I, uh, I forgot them and definitely want to make sure that we salute our supporters who support us financially salute all our supporters but especially people that donate we, we definitely appreciate it helps us cover our overhead uh salute michael parker number one fan of the show paul nieles he says it's cold in florida hit that thumbs up button for you boys alan berman what's going on man he says um you could add up dsj and julius randall's jersey numbers and it'd be higher than both of their basketball iqs combined feel bad for smith but it is what it is yeah i i, I think he's on an uphill climb but you know, we'll see what happens. Kaiser Sose, not a Randall fan. <laughs> he says Randall is basura. Basura. Let me get my Spanish correct. Uh, Kyle says, I support CP's 15-game DSA plan. That's it. Just a little, you know what I mean? A little a little spritz. A little sprint, if you will. That's it. Logan Shea team, hashtag news. Appreciate you, Logan. If you guys are new in the chat, leave me a hashtag new. And uh, we'll shout you guys out. Michael Aaron also sends a super chat. He says, I'm excited for the future of RJ, Obi, and Mitch, but throw a jersey and some hot icy hot on Aaron Brooks, and he's our best point guard. Hey, prime Aaron Brooks was a baller, man. Don't sleep. Prime Aaron Brooks was a problem. And so, yeah, that, that, that's, uh, that's, that's hilarious, man. A um, couple other people that submitted super chats on our November 30th show. I just want to list the names and say appreciate it because I want to make sure we acknowledge these people. Michael Parker, once again, Kylo Hendricks, Money Mark S, Ohen Afrie, Emile Beaumonsor, the New York sports guy, Kristoff, Above the Rim, Tatum757, Big J, Jules Walker checking in from South Korea, and Michael Parker, once again, those are people that left Super Chats for us a couple days ago, and uh, I forgot to acknowledge it, so definitely appreciate it. David TM, if that happens, just just send me a, a, a ping or something. Just just remind me before I wrap up the show, just so we make sure we acknowledge those people. All right, back to the phones. Tito, Tito from Brooklyn, what's going on, bro? Hello? Yo, what's going on, bro? How you feeling? Hey, CP, how's it going? Hit your thumbs up for your boy, man. Hit that thumbs up button for uh, your boys. What's going on, bro? Uh, Nothing much, man. Just uh, wanted to go into the, um, the media day thing. Shivs is a man of a uh, few words, man, but he said enough. The dude got a good poker face. Yeah. <laughs> We know these guys have their backs against the wall this year, so uh, it's time to show what they're made of. Mm-hmm. 
And if you can't get the job done, there's somebody on the bench waiting that's ready to get it done. So enough of this development stuff. It's time to win games, man. Like, we can't do this anymore. There's not too many LeBron James and Zion Williams is going to be guaranteed first uh, overall picks. You know what I'm saying? So you just got to play with the cards that you dealt, man. And, and Tibbs is going to bring the best out of these guys. Yeah, I hear you. Appreciate it. I just wouldn't look for too many of those W's coming this year. <laughs> it's going to be a long one. I'm just being honest, man. I, I don't see them. Uh, I said 26 and 46, and that that's where my bar is. And, um, you know, listen, I understand you want to win. But at the same time, we need talent too, bro. Let's just be honest. We, we need talent on this team. And uh, I can't blame them for for keeping this thing lean and taking this thing into the 2021 draft. Every day I'm seeing a new name out there that's just showing flashes this early in the college season. You know, it's the BJ Boston's, it's Kate Cunningham, it's it's a hundred million Jalen's they got running running around out there. So listen, we need talent too, man. We need talent. And as I said on the Bankshot podcast, listen, these guys know about the 21 draft. And you could also argue that these guys know better than everybody in the league who these guys are, who these prospects are. Leon Rose, World Wide West. World Wide West is the underboss of college basketball. Leon Rose just a year ago, they know who these kids are. They grew up with these kids, you know. World Wide West probably been dealing with all these prospects. They know what they're dealing with. They know the potential that's in this draft, and that's what they're playing for. Let's just keep it real. You know, Thibodeau said on the uh, the press conference that, yeah, in regard to what happened this offseason, there were targets that they liked, they had a plan, um, but they had a strategy and they were sticking to it. Uh, and and I believe it. But they they got their eyes on the prize, man. Don't get it twisted. They're not here just to make the playoffs right now. They want to get one of these studs in this 2021 draft where they already have, I think, two or three. They already have two first-round picks. Maybe they end up with another one, depending on on how this offseason goes, this season goes, and if they make a flip. But uh, they're they're playing for this draft, no doubt about it. Somebody said Jalen Green just signed a CAA. I mean, who knows? But they know these guys. I think they know these guys better than anybody. And so, listen, they're they're sharp guys. They they know what's going on here. Let's see who we got in Team Hashtag New. I lost track of the chat. Chat going crazy. Chat going crazy. We got 1,600 people in here. That's why. Uh, Urson the Great. Welcome, Team Hashtag New. And Omani01, Team Hashtag New. Mark Felix, Team Hashtag New. Salute to Mark. Will Infanzone says salute from Queens. Salute to Will. Yeah, man. Salute to Logan Shea. Salute, Team Hashtag New. feel like you've been in here before, but welcome anyway. Yeah, man. So it's all you guys, man. Thursday night, Alan Hahn, CPJ Ellis, back at it, taking fan phone calls as well. Going to be a good night. Salute to Han Solo. All right, a couple more calls before we wrap up. We're going international with these next two. Let's go, um, John from Canada. John, what's going on, man? How you feeling? Yep. Hello, John going once. Oh man, John! John, you John, you missing your cue, man? I I gave this guy a debut from the north. I went to the north. My guy's sleeping on the line. He's on the couch watching. I could hear myself in the background. He's on the couch watching this, and probably asleep, fast asleep. He must have work tomorrow. Oh, no, all right, come on, John. But I know who's gonna redeem me. We're going to Belize. We're going to the tropics. Peter, what's going on, man? Talk to me. How you feeling? Hey, good night, CP. Um, been a long road just being a lonely Knicks fan here in this country, but yeah. we we just keeping feet alive, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, so a couple of things. Definitely excited about the Obi Toppin um, uh, draft uh, pick. Uh, but I'm I'm wondering about Obi at the uh, at the small forward at the uh, wing. What do you think about having Obi and Randall on the um, on the in the lineup uh, together? Uh, 
And next thing that, that, I, that I just want to quickly point out, how serious are the Knicks about Mitch Robinson long-term? Because, you know, with all these trades, with these second-round picks, you know, one of their um, uh, prospects that they wanted to get with one of those second-round picks before they took uh, Daniel Oturo was to get Vernon carried, right. but he, he ended up going to, to the uh, Hornets, uh, right. I believe. So if they were looking to get a, a, a top-notch center, were they, are they actually looking to try and shop Mitch Robinson in, um, in this uh, season here so they don't really give him a long-term contract? Are we looking to get um, to upgrade at the uh, point guard position by trading Mitch and then probably have uh, Nerlens Noel start for us, and then we yeah. probably try and and uh, and get another center through free agency or something like like that. Yeah. Another thing, if we're not looking to trade Mitch, well, well, another uh, thing that I wanted you to look at was: Are we looking to develop Mitch the way Joachim Noah developed for for the, for the Bulls under Tibbs? As he was averaging about three, four assists a game. You know, he, he was in that MVP discussion back in the day when when Derrick Rose went, went down. So, are we looking to get rid of rid of Mitch, or are we looking to de- develop him the yeah. way um, Joachim developed under Thibs? And are we looking to put um, Obi Toppin at the three and yeah. play him alongside with with Randall instead of? trying to just get Obi coming off of the uh, bench. Yeah. Appreciate the, appreciate the call, my guy Peter. My guy Peter's calling from Belize. He's calling long distance, too. This ain't WhatsApp or Discord, so I appreciate that. That's dedication. Um, first question, Obi at the three, I think, is a recipe for disaster. You know, there's already question marks about him defending at the four spot. You know, how will he defend in space? How will he defend on the screen and roll? You know, can you switch him? Is he going to have to play drop coverage? Now you're talking putting him at the three? Where he's going to have to keep up with these guys on the perimeter? Have the twitch, the hip turn to be able to keep up with these guys? I'm not a coach. I don't think that's happening. I don't think that's happening. And it's funny that, you know, the, the OB at the three thing, it became a topic because David Griffin, the Pelicans GM, just came out yesterday and said they might try Zion at the three. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe, is this a new wave coming to basketball? I have no idea. But I just can't see it. I just can't see it. Maybe Tibbs tries it for, for a spurt. I just can't. I just can't see. It. I think it's a recipe for disaster. And I, again, I think you'll see Randall start. Obi still get his minutes. Um, maybe even finish some games, depending on how things are going. But I, I think they'll bring him in. Bring him in slow. And like I said, it's a it's a short time frame, a short off season, short preseason. Bring him in slow, man. Last thing I want to do is see Obi on the bench with uh two ice packs around his knees. You know what I mean? Old school Knicks fans, they they've seen that before. It's not a pretty sight. So let's just make sure we keep make sure this kid is up to speed, make sure he's in top health. And uh and that, you know, he he'll he can be here for a long time. So that's that on Obi at the three. Mitch, you know, while I don't think a play is untouchable, um I think they're gonna continue to evaluate Mitch. I he's not up for a contract just yet. He's not in a contract year. I don't think they're going to look to lock him down. And even if they did, I don't think Rich Paul is going to play that game either. I think they'll wait to the very end. And at some point, yeah, they're going to have to decide whether they're going to commit to him, play the open market, or trade him. They're going to have to decide that. And so a lot of that is going to depend on his development. Now, you see him in the, in, the, in the workout videos. He's shooting a lot of jumpers, doing this, doing that, trying to space the floor. I don't necessarily see them giving that responsibility just yet. But just baby steps is what I'm trying to see from Mitch right now. You know, you mentioned Joe Kim Noah. His assist numbers on the Tibbs went up tremendously, up to about four or five a game. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns was a willing playmaker in Minnesota. So Tibbs, Tibbs kind of had that luxury. I think he'll use Obi in that capacity. I think Obi has that 
ability better than Mitch right now, or at least has shown it at the college level, whereas Mitch is still very raw. And so I think with Mitch, I'd like to just see if if he can put it on the floor and not just drive into the hole, but just to put it on the floor and, and make some passes around the perimeter, more dribble handoffs. You know, put it on the floor, draw the defense in a little bit, and then see what happens after that. Make it respectable. Make them respect them, um, um, him putting that on the floor and make them move. You know, make, draw the gravity is what is the term that they use. Can he just do that? Couple dribbles to the right, couple dribbles to the left, initiate a dribble handoff or fake and, and drive it to the hole and, and, and dunk it in. Simple things like that. Can he can he uh, develop a go-to move? A high percentage go-to move. Yes, you know, the dunks and everything are great. But is there something else that he has? Where if the lobs get cut off or if the lobs aren't there, they're so predictable, can he knock it down? Something that at, at a high clip. So right now, just baby steps with Mitch. I, I think he's still uh, uh, raw as a prospect and his game needs some refinement. But they brought in a big man coach in Kenny Payne, one who all the Kentucky bigs swear by, Anthony Davis, Julius Randle, so on. And so, again, time will tell. Time will tell. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for you boys. Shout out to um, Kyle M. Oh, Kyle M, I read your super chat already. Michael Aaron says, uh, oh, I read that super chat. He said that was the Aaron Brooks. Joseph Brent, thanks for the super chat. Jacob E, appreciate it. He says, OB for rookie of the year. Once Randall is gone, he's averaging 22, 10, and 5. Would love to see it. And right now, Vegas has him tapped in around second best odds. I think they put LaMelo one, Anthony Edwards, and OB tied at two. So Vegas is feeling the OB wave, the OB train. Mr. Chuck says, ready to go. Woody, Tibbs, Payne, seen it all. Give them the development plan. Plus, nobody in the NCAA really had a coming out party last season. There will be league surprises. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Mr. Chuck sends a $20 super chat. Thanks, thanks, thanks again. Much appreciated. Between the subscriber counts and the super chats, I know you guys remember I had the defense sound effect going off. I had to turn that off now because it's just they're coming in hot. So it, 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 it you know, be, became a, a disturbance to the listening experience. So I had to turn that all the way down. But uh, yeah, it just means we're growing. So we appreciate that. We got 557 likes, 1,600 people. Let's get that up to 1,000 likes, man. Let's get that up to 1,000 likes. Everybody right now, hit that like button. Hit that thumbs up button. As I said, the monetary donations are great, but... There's always free ways to support us, and that's by always hitting that like button, thumbs up button, sharing these videos, and leaving a comment. Those three things, and subscribing. Subscribing is free. Subscribe to the channel. Matter of fact, we hit 25,000 subscribers on the last episode. I didn't even uh, acknowledge that. I didn't even realize that. So we are now hit 25,000. 25,000 for Knicks Fan TV. I, th- I think that's big. I think that's a major accomplishment uh, for where this channel has, has been and where it's going. So, and again, that's on you guys. You know, that that's on you guys. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate this guy too, man. Um, and he's going to be the closer of the night. It's my guy, Ari from Manhattan. Ari, what's going on, man? Yo, what's up, CP? How you doing, man? Good, man. How you, how you feeling, bro? 20, um, 25K, man. What's going on? 25K, man, great. That's amazing, man. Run it up. Run it up like Jay from Florida says. <laughs> run it up. Run it up. Um, you know, I wanted to call in the last the last call uh, when you, you and Jay Ellis were doing the ideal rotations. Jay Ellis, I love the fact that he had Julius Randle out of the rotation. Like, I love that. that. Like, I know he took a lot of heat from that, but, you know, that was amazing. But what I also do is I also agree with you. And I think I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. should start, but he definitely needs to play because he's the only guy at that point guard position who actually has like a ceiling, right? So he we need to see what we have in this guy. And 
you know, he did play well on Dallas for, for, for a little while. Yeah. He just didn't play well with Luka, and Luka needed the ball, and they needed to get rid of him. Yeah. But it wasn't like he was that bad on Dallas. So I think he deserves playing time, but I don't think you should start, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, I have a hot take right now, all right? Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to get beat up in the chat for oh, this, boy. right? But <laughs> my whole thing about the starting five, the ideal rotation, is player development, right? Yep. And when you think player development, you think Mitch, RJ, and Obi. Those are our guys that we're investing in. And if Knox and, like, DSJ and Frank, they turn out good, good for them. But we need to put RJ, Obi Toppin, and Mitch in the best position and easiest position possible to feel as comfortable as possible to develop them, okay? And for that reason, my starting point guard this year is Alfred Payton, okay? Because he is the only real pass-first point guard who's not going to take shots away from these guys. He was by far, like, he is so trash, but he is by far and away our best point guard. DSJ was awful last year. And Frank, in my ideal rotation, isn't in, isn't even a bench player. He's he's literally at the bottom of the list. Like uh, Frank is buried at the bottom, right? We have no point guard, and I have to go with Alfred Payton because he's the only one who's going to help develop RJ, put him in the good spots, let him take shots. DSJ, all he's going to do is cross over someone, turn it over, dunk the ball, get fouled, miss free throws. He's not going to help develop RJ. He's not going to help develop Obi, and he's not going to help develop Mitch. And it's probably best for DSJ for his psyche to go against bench players and not against starters and see if he can prove himself with that. And that's why I also have Knox on the bench. Like, I, I don't think we have to start Knox. I think we should let him come off the bench. He needs to be the first guy off the bench because we need to develop our players. But it would help his psyche if he played against backups in the beginning. Yeah. Right? So I basically have Alfred at the one. I have People talk about RJ at the two or the three. I put RJ wherever he feels more comfortable. I put RJ wherever he feels more comfortable. And if he feels more comfortable at the two, I put him at the two. I'll put Alec Burks at the three just to spread the floor a little bit. I'll put Obi at the four because he's going to be our, our you know second coming of Amari, we hope. But he needs to get the burn, and he's NBA ready. And I got Mitch at the five. And then off the bench, off the bench, I got Nerlens Noel backing up Mitch, mm-hmm. okay? Backup point guard, I have DSJ because he needs to play because we need to see what we have in him, mm-hmm. okay? Backup two, I have Austin Rivers because he's probably our best overall – he might be our best overall maybe even a player offensively as a guard. I mean, he needs to play also. We need to boost his trade value. And then backup three, Knox. And then the backup four, I'm going, like JL said, that dude Omari Spellman, my backup four. I have <laughs> him also because Randall's just going to take touches away from people. So that's my rotation. And one last thing. One last thing. I don't know who got knocked out harder, Nate Robinson or when I bodied Serge. <laughs> so if anyone wants to be put to sleep like Nate, yeah. let CP know and let's set it up. Six rounds, we do it up, and that's it. All right? Let the chat nominate someone. Oh no fake pretenders. Bring me someone tough. All right? Bring me someone who could actually battle me. All right? Let the chat decide. And when you guys are ready, let's do oh it and I'll put you to God, sleep. Bro. All right? Period. All I'm right. out. Peace, bro. Peace, man. <laughs> Hey, man, that's my guy, Ari. I probably gave him about five minutes, too much time, but that's my guy. That's that's my guy. Um, I told you guys I I think Peyton is going to get the nod early, most reliable option. I did hear one thing, and I got to check this uh, with Alan Hahn on Thursday, um, because he said that uh, Frank, Frank's camp, was not pleased with uh, potentially playing off ball. They said Frank and his camp want to be considered as the point guard. So that's interesting. That's going to be interesting. going to be interesting to see how Tibbs uses him and how he adjusts. But according to Han, uh, he was on the Strickland podcast, all my guys at the Strickland he claimed that Frank was not too pleased with playing in the off-ball position. Well, we'll see. Remember, that, I don't know if you guys remember. Remember that time when uh, when Fisdale was talking all that garbage about throwing Frank in at the four? That might have done it. <laughs> Frank probably called back home to France like, yo, listen, I'm coming home. Get me out of here. 
get me out of here. So we'll see. But yeah, I have Pey- Peyton penciled in. And uh, and we'll see how it goes from there. But appreciate the support, Ari. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Jason in the chat said, are we going live after every game? Absolutely. To you guys that are new in the chat, post-game live is back after every game. And not only that, we're going to be doing watch-alongs and everything as well. Remember, the West Coast watch-along will be there as well. Uh, For those West Coast games that start a little bit too late on the East Coast, we actually will run the whole game and post-game and all that. It's usually a long night, and with this team, it's going to be an even longer night. So, uh, yeah, all that to look forward to this coming season, and it's going to start next week, December 11th. Knicks at Detroit Pistons. Knicks and Detroit basketball, December 11th. We'll be here post-game live. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. And, uh, yeah, make no mistake, man. Ari wants the smoke. Ari wants the smoke with somebody, man. You know, I didn't, you know, Serge is my guy. He didn't have to do him like that, Ari, man. He didn't have to come back at him. Serge came back on draft night and, uh, you know, admitted that Julius's days are numbered. So Serge is Serge is coming back. Serge is coming back to the pack. So I'm not trying to bury my guy Serge. Well, we need some new competition for Ari. I haven't heard from Josh from San Diego uh, in a while. I think once the Westbrook thing died down, I'm not sure if he's got more takes in the bag. But Josh, if you're out there, we still got to set up the card. Ari versus Josh. It should be much more entertaining than Jake versus Nate Nate Robinson. And yeah, we'll see, man. We'll absolutely see. But yeah, great show, everybody. Somebody asked if we're going to be doing post games for preseason. Absolutely. Anything less would be uncivilized, man. Come on, man. This is what we do. This is what we do. Number one show for the fans by the fans, man. This is this is what we got to talk about, man. You know? What you guys think? It's just going to be off-season talk, free agency talk all year? We've been going for nine months, right? We've been going for damn near nine months at this thing with no basketball. We finally made it. Couple days away. Preseason is among us. And so, you know, just thankful uh, for everybody for supporting. Thankful for everybody who contributes on this channel. Bringing insight and everything. And and uh, yeah, man. Just, just always, just always a, a, a good occasion here. For Knicks Fan TV, Knicks Therapy, if you will. So remember that this show is available in audio podcast format. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all under Knicks Fan TV. Just search Knicks Fan TV. There's no excuse to miss it. Uh, if you miss it on video, you can always catch it on audio, so no problem. Get your merch. Merch is always available on deck. And uh, yeah, man, Thursday night. CP, Jay Ellis, Han Solo is coming back to Knicks Fan TV. Alan Han will be here. Make sure you guys tell a friend to tell a friend. And let's make it a packed house. I want to see 3,000 people in here for Alan Han's show. Let's get it going.